0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host Bill Alpstead and co-host sports writer and football analyst Keith Myers as we talk Seahawks football. Hey Seahawk fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host Bill Opson sitting down with co-host Keith Myers. We're here to talk about some roster moves uh, after the 53-man roster, uh, final roster was set. Uh, teams have been uh, moving back and forth uh, in the background as far as waiver, wire, acquisitions, and uh, the... Sixteen-player practice squad is initially set at I think thirteen players right now. Some moves to IR to accommodate said moves and uh, all of it. And we're going to talk about uh, talk about it here in this show. Welcome in, Keith.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Um, there were a lot of moves made, but none of them were the ones that you and I really talked about yesterday. There's some. So, there's a big gaping roster hole at the moment, and it got bigger today, which is surprising um but there's still more moves to come and also it's not as big of a deal now as it would have been a couple of years ago because now guys in the practice squad they can choose to take a couple of them and elevate them to the roster for game day and then send them back down instantly they don't have to cut someone to do that um like they had to in the past so having guys on the practice squad actually gives you flexibility on game day now so
0: and I think yeah. something that you and I have talked about privately but haven't really talked about on the show, maybe we can do that today. And we're talking about the middle linebacker position, uh, specifically uh for the Seahawks, uh is fairly light when you take a look at just Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton as the starters. The backup is literally Nick Ballur. Not um, the backup. If, if if you look at it there you know, no as, as listed on the on the fifty three, but uh you've got the idea that maybe Uchenonuasu would move over Mm-hmm. If somebody could not go uh, there in the middle, and then they would uh, bring up like Alton robinson uh, to pair with with Taylor on the on the other side, and that would kind of solve their in game yep. uh, maneuvers to to kind of work around that um, I mean,
1: six don't want to do that because uh, outside linebacker spot, you want to rotate guys. you want to have guys fresh um as best you can. and right now you've got those three guys um. Taylor Robinson, Nuwasu, and then you're going to sprinkle in Boye Mafe right now as a situational pass rusher. Um, and, you know, his role will expand over time, but he's not ready for a full uh, big chunk of snaps at, at this moment. Uh, so there's not a lot of, you know, those, those four guys are all good. But if you m- remove Nuwasu from that group, now you've got two guys, one of which has got a bum ankle, and the other one is not ready for full time. Like that's, that's not a place you want to be. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and then they've got some, you know, a, an additional kind of hybrid flexibility there with Jamal Adams um, and, and Josh Jones, Ryan Neal, and so <clears throat> you can kind of finagle,
1: mm-hmm. uh, you
0: know, for a game, let's just say, uh, to get through something, but yeah, long term. I expect um, them
1: to bring in another middle linebacker though especially when the guy whose name we said we were going to learn how to pronounce um <laughs> last show uh got cut and yes. so now i now i feel less inclined to learn how to pronounce his name properly um because <laughs> he's no longer with the seahawks
0: st- he still may may come back onto the practice squad uh, he might we'll, be one we'll of see. the reasons
1: why they're short on the practice squad is because he was the guy who made the initial 53 but when you release him now he has to go through waiver so he can be added into the practice squad tomorrow. So they might it, they're whole they might be holding a spot for him. But at least for right now, I'm off the hook.
0: And Donker doesn't uh, count. Yeah. Well, let's go through the practice squad. Donker doesn't count, so they really have got 14 players. Um, but they do have openings for three players to be added uh in total. And um the guy that you just spoke of, Unu Jogu Onaju, um he he may be... Uh, may well be added and that would bring it up to 14 and then a couple more spots um everything's Mm -hmm. pretty fluid this time of the year let's talk about the practice squad um 53 set we can kind of get into some of that as well um but let's just kind of lay out the practice squad really quick sean mannion was a was a name that uh is familiar to some seahawk fans he was on kind of the camp roster in 2021 for a little bit previously quarterback out there um oregon state and has been around um been around for a while i think with minnesota primarily in the nfl as a backup um to kirk cousins and so you've got still drew Locke and geno smith there sean mannion is a quarterback on the practice squad jacob eason uh moved to the panthers practice squad so he's no longer um part of the organization at all uh uh darwin thompson uh one of your favorite guys to be added to the practice squad was indeed added Aaron Fuller, Bo Melton, Kate Johnson, and Arcega White side were additions to the practice squad. Tyler Mabry from the tight end group, Greg Island, and Liam Ryan from the tackle group were added. Tanner Muse, Vi Jones, and Aaron Donker from the linebackers uh, were added to the practice squad. And Tanner Muse and, and Vi Jones do have some ability to kind of maybe play a little bit of middle linebacker for the team. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be less than optimal, obviously, but they're oh, on the yeah, practice of squad and Scott Nelson, um, one of the safeties that they really liked, and Quandre Mosley is a new name uh, that the Seahawks picked up um, outside the organization to come in and be on the practice squad. He was an undrafted rookie free agent, been floating around a little bit out there with different teams, and he's currently on the squad. And that's it for right now. And then there were a few other roster moves, Keith, if you want to kind of run through those a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, so, um, you know, we talked about waivers just briefly there, and that and that's kind of what happened with Seattle was they um they claimed a couple players off waivers from other teams, which is why they may, had to, you know make a couple roster moves and that happened. But um you know, they drafted or they they claimed um cornerback Isaiah Dunn and defensive end Daryl Johnson off waivers. Um, and so those are players from other teams that were cut from other teams that never made it to being where the team could sign them to, the, um, to a practice squad because they were claimed and placed on Seattle's 53. So uh, that is where they stand with that. Um, a couple of actually surprisingly decent players. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got Dunn, who you might remember uh, locally because he played for Oregon State, um, mm-hmm. was undrafted, but made the roster last year, played in 12 games, uh, made a start, but then they decided to revamp the position and they signed DJ Reed away from Seattle. Uh, drafted Sauce Gardner in the top five, and now suddenly this guy that was your third or fourth round or third or fourth option at corner becomes your you know fifth or sixth option at corner, and there just wasn't a roster spot left for him. So he gets um, he gets cut, and Seattle grabs him, um, and then. You know, with with Daryl Johnson, um, he was a seventh round pick for the Bills um, back in 2019. So he's not been in the league that long either. Um, he's got two sacks, five quarterback hits in two seasons. Um yeah, and then he was released. So he's yep. a guy that he's a guy that can play defensive end, he can play outside linebacker. He's kind of the way Daryl Taylor was a year ago, where he's playing outside linebacker is gonna be a a learning curve for him because uh, he's been more of a four uh, three defensive end. He doesn't really fit the three four defensive end role, but he can do it a little bit. He looks like he's going to be a situational guy. Um, but given that the team had to place LJ Collier on injured reserve, uh, you know, having another another guy that can help fill in and and um, you know take some snaps here there is not a bad thing.
0: And now a word from our sponsor. DraftKings. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL week one action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't miss offer. Bet just $5 in any game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, interesting. And they did uh, re-sign Justin Coleman, just announced uh, a couple minutes before we pushed record. Justin Coleman's back on the uh, roster and LJ Collier moved to IR. As you mentioned Mm -hmm. now, LJ Collier is eligible to come back within four games. uh, And that's why they, they did that maneuver there uh, with Justin Coleman initially being cut. uh, It sounded like he was always going to be back and then Collier would be the move to to make that happen.
1: Yeah. We talked about that yesterday because when you have younger players and they get cut, they have to go through waivers, which means if another team wants them, they claim them. And that's what happens. That's how the Seahawks got done and, and Johnson. Uh, with veteran players like Coleman, they don't go through waivers. They just instantly become free agents. So I'm sure that it was all set up. They they said, Hey, you know, if another team calls you and offers you money, to, you could take it. Um, but we're gonna bring you back. Like this is just for this, because you don't have to go through waivers. So we're gonna cut you today, we'll resign you tomorrow, and we're good to go. And they've done that before, they did that with um uh Tavares Jackson at quarterback a couple of years ago where they cut him yeah um and then re-signed him a couple of days later it happens I mean it's you got vets they, they've they got their spot but you need to be able to manipulate getting guys onto injured reserve with the ability to return rather than getting them on injured reserve and ending their season sometimes you got to do this stuff
0: so no big surprises Mm-mm. really not not at this point the only surprise really is just the uh, the lack of the depth there at, at middle linebacker that has not yet been addressed at all um i i expect that to be addressed at some point and it just may not be week one you know it, yeah it, this could be just some you know flexible here for the next few weeks
1: i mean 24 hours ago they were short at linebacker in total with seven total linebackers and no i don't count nick Bellore as a linebacker because he's not he's not good uh he's he's there to be special teams and nothing else um and then they cut um joshua yeah, i'm not even gonna try uh joshua, <laughs> so, so oh. they oh, have yeah. they have six linebackers on the roster one of which is robinson who's um nursing a sore ankle right so you've got no depth mm-hmm. whatsoever mm-hmm. um you your you're six linebackers and you play four Right, they're in a three four now. You're gonna four of those guys are gonna be on the field uh for a lot of snaps. And yeah, I mean they yeah. just so they're they, really
0: they look like they're depending on their practice squad guys to, to come up and elevate during game day, yep. which is which is kind of interesting. Uh and maybe they feel that way about Vi Jones. I just I don't know. I mean
1: he or, or Tanner Muse. I mean Tanner Muse was Tanner third, Amuse. Tanner Amuse was a third round pick. So it's let's not think that oh he's not he doesn't have any kind of talent or anything like that. He was a third-round pick. Um, and That's so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that um, one of the things that, if you look back at the draft, the 2019 draft for Seattle, which had um, Ugo Amadi, who got traded, Marquis Blair, who they cut, and it didn't sound like Pete Carroll was interested in bringing him back, mm. mm-hmm. and LJ Collier, who's been kind of a bust, Mm-hmm. And made the roster, but only, but then only to go to IR. Like that draft class is looking. I thought not the Ugo
0: Amadi and the Blair picks at the time were outstanding. Um, Blair looked
1: great for you know, yeah, for a while. For the just, yeah, yeah, know.
0: yeah. That's that's tough, and and the Collier thing was a head scratcher from the very beginning. I I honestly just do not think that he was the the pick. Yeah, uh, you, know, you know, and and they out of desperation, they they lost their guy Gary. I think is probably who they were going for or one of those one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like uh, Bo Melton. You know, cleared waivers, made it to the practice squad. That's good for Bo. A seventh round draft pick by, by Seattle, which means that all the draft no picks players. are retained.
1: Yeah, yep. six had zero players who they cut get claimed by other teams,
0: and that didn't surprise me. Really, uh, Freddie Swain maybe, Marquis Blair was, maybe, but that was it, right? Those
1: were the those were the guys because you have two guys that have proven on field production that are young and still on rookie deals. Um, Blair has not played much, but he has played a couple of games in the beginning of each of the last two seasons and looked good. And Freddie Swain was productive last year. Yeah, he wasn't great this year, in camp and stuff this year, but he was a productive player. As what the do you team's think happened, happened
0: to Freddie Swain? I mean, shoot, he was all primed and ready to go, take a step up, maybe add another fifteen, twenty catches to to his um, his season totals and and a few more touchdowns, and just kind of have a more prominent role. And it was ready made for him in yeah. in this offseason. The you know the team was literally searching for a third wide receiver that they could count on after Swain was the the fourth guy last year, third, fourth guy. And, uh, just didn't, and, and everyone was injured and dropping passes all off season. And it was just there for him to take. And he just did not.
1: And he That's didn't, I, it's, it's crazy. really odd to me because like yeah, he was the, he was the team's third option. I think the team wanted him to be the fourth option. Um, but Eskridge couldn't get on the field ever. So he was the third option and he was productive. Um, but in training camp, he didn't look good and missed some time, and then didn't look good, and then didn't do anything in the preseason, and found himself not on the roster. Uh, that's it, it is a head scratcher, and I don't know what to think. Like, because guys don't get worse significantly yeah. worse at football after their second year going unless into it's third. just
0: a, a mental thing where he just didn't show up, just didn't show up ready, didn't work, do the work in the off season. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Got paid. It, stuff happens. Um, any other position groups that look like we need to to scour practice squads or other uh, waiver players to, to bring in? I'm just looking at this thing. I'm not happy about the way the quarterback room looks, but it is what it is. I think you combine the Drew Locke, Geno Smith, Sean Mannion, quarterback situation for the seahawks and i kid you not it's probably one of the worst quarterback rooms i'm going to get nailed on on our youtube channel um comment section for this but But
1: where's where's where find me one that's worse find me a worse situation than seattle right now at quarterback you're not going to find one you're genuinely not because people will say well you know like Look at Houston. Yeah, they've got a guy in the second year in Davis Mills that shows a lot of promise. And they're at least going to see what what he's got this year. What is Seattle? Does does Seattle have have that young guy that shows a lot of promise? No. They've got an old guy who's 34 and he's going to be starting even though he's nothing more than a journeyman career backup. Um, And Drew Locke, who is a failed second round pick. Yeah, That's been, been been benched, bounced by two teams now. So um that's it. And Sean Mannion, who's been around the league for a few years and been a backup and nothing else.
0: Right. Well kind of like
1: I kinda yeah. liked Mannion coming out. Not that not that he I ever expected him to do great. I thought Kirk Cousins was kind of his ceiling if he could get there, which is was fitting that he was backing up Cousins for the last couple of years. Um but I didn't hate him coming out. There was, there was parts of his game that you could like. Um, but he's not yeah. a guy you're going to count on as a starter. Yeah, interesting. Not if you want to win.
0: I think the reason, one of the reasons why they picked up Isaiah Dunn uh, at cornerback, too, is that there's reports out now that Sidney Jones is yet to recover uh, from his month-long um, concussion battle. Yeah, And that's got to be concerning for the team.
1: Well, that actually would make sense too, because that puts you with Artie Burns and Tariq Wollin as your starters. Um, and, you know, Sidney Jones was expect, expected to be the number one. And then mm-hmm. those other two guys fighting for the number two spot. Well, now they're both playing and you kind of just need bodies. So getting a guy like Dunn, who's got experience, started a game, played in 12 games. So they were able to get him in um, into the rotation and part of the defense last year. Um yeah, it's a good spot for the Seahawks to be able to get a guy like that.
0: So Jason Myers still has a job. We talked about that. Um, I really didn't some...
1: see anyone get cut that was going to push him. Yeah. None of the guys that that could have taken Jason Myers' job ended up on the waiver wire. So, yeah.
0: I was kind of surprised Seattle brought back Aaron Fuller to the practice squad um, mm-hmm. where a couple preseasons he just didn't just didn't get the job done so that's a little interesting to me kade johnson that muff muff punt cost him a job on the 53 but they brought him back onto the practice squad that's good our mm-hmm. sega white side i guess showed enough upside where they're they're gonna keep him on the shadow roster for a little bit anyway that's interesting um that's that's about it tenor muse i i i like that pick by jones those those two were obvious picks to, to be on the practice squad scott nelson was the guy that they felt like over deontay williams um to to be on the squad so other than that i mean it just seems like we're ready to go yeah end end of the season we've got a couple of weeks of practice and um
1: and then they can go get this, this, this team can go um do their best to stop russell wilson from you know destroying him. uh i think the defense can get the job done i don't believe in seattle's offense enough to think they're going to win that game but we'll get more into predictions and previewing that game as we go forward
0: yeah well i think this let's just get out of here let's 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 call this one as a short show and uh, just a a nice update on the practice squad didn't have really any other information we just put out a show yesterday uh talking about the 53 so that's fairly well set we're going to come back with a special show that we're going to record this weekend with guest Dan Viennes of the Field Goals podcast, previously of the Dan Cave and the Emerald City uh, Sportscast, and Dana O'Gorman of Archer Football, as well as a contributor over at Hawk Blogger, both going to be joining us on the show. We're going to talk about uh, off-season stuff, the 53-man roster. We're going to do a little forecasting as far as how we see uh, the season kind of shaping up with the new quarterback, Geno Smith. And um, and we'll talk about the rookies and 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 how everyone performed uh, in this preseason, and it should be a, a fun show and give them an opportunity as well to promote their new show and new pairing over there at Field Goals. So that'll be good. Anything else, Keith?
1: No, I just... when we planned today's show, it was expecting that there was going to be some roster moves and some things to talk about, and it it just the big the big signing, the big thing, and it's never materialized. So, um yeah let's get out
0: of here yeah so we'll come back this weekend and uh hopefully by then we'll have tons to talk about of course we always do with with uh, four people in the room it will be oh yeah it'll be who can who can shut up first so all right so let's get out of here find keith on twitter at myers nfl you can find me at nwc hawk the show's a hawks playbook and you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and youtube Mm -hmm. make sure you hit that subscribe button so until next time go hawks go hawks